0: Five Star Insights with Arti Halai. Welcome to Five Star Insights with Arti Halai, where we speak to people from a wide range of backgrounds and sectors, all of whom are making a real difference in society. I'll introduce each guest with a short summary about their achievements before we dive straight into finding out more about the individual through their five choices of a location, cuisine, music, literature, and art. So sit back and enjoy. My guest on 5 Star Insights today is none other than self-made billionaire Surinder Aurora. Sorinda is an entrepreneur with an extraordinary and inspiring story. He's founder and chairman of Aurora Group, one of the UK's largest private hotel owner operators. Sorinda arrived in the UK at the age of 13 in 1972 speaking no English. His parents had arrived a few years earlier and called for him from the Punjab once they settled in West London. Hard work runs in the blood. His mother held down three jobs and was extremely ambitious for her son. Sarinda left school and had jobs with British Airways and Abbey Life. He saved and invested in property, buying derelict houses and converting them into bed and breakfast for airline staff. He eventually bulldozed the houses and built a hotel from scratch convincing both lenders and British Airways to give him the contract to run a hotel for the airline's crew. It wasn't too long before he was on a roll, building up an empire of hotel and property assets. And the rest, as they say, is history. His current ambition? To build a third runway and sixth terminal at Heathrow Airport. Surinda a real honour to have you on Five Star Insights. Thank you. And uh, let's start with travel, because given how hard you work and have worked in your life, it's, it's no secret, you say you've worked 15, 16, 17-hour days, that you've now found the ideal place to relax. So where is that?
1: Well, one at home, and secondly, my other favourite place, Dubai.
0: And what is it about Dubai that you particularly like?
1: Yeah, I just love the ease of travelling from London to Dubai. It's very convenient, no jet lag. I can be in India, with my family from Dubai in less than three hours. So i kind of got the best of East and West, all the comforts, nice food, nice climate. It's just wonderful.
0: And it's a place you go for family holidays, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so we we, we spend a few times a year, five, six times a year. Sometimes it could be for a short weekend, long weekend trip, or it can be for a week or two, or Christmas, Easter, other holidays. It's just nice to be away.
0: And you've got uh, one son and two daughters, so is it the whole family that goes? They're all married, you've got five grandchildren, another one on the way, so does the whole family go?
1: We do that. So I last year, when it was my uh, sixth year, I said to the family, Sunita and the kids, I'm not into parties, I don't want to have parties. They said, well, what do you want to do, Dan?" I said, well, let me just take all the children and grandchildren to Florida. Let's go to Disney. So off we went with uh, the children, the grandchildren, the two nannies, and it was just wonderful to get away and uh, be with the family, and it was relaxing. I just came back from that trip and I said, you know, that was such fun, I must do that at least once a year with all my kids.
0: Very difficult to unwind and relax.
1: I I think you've always got advantages running your own business, I'll tell you that. Of course, when you go away, you've always got these things in the back of your head, but business, about people, about deals, whatever it may be. So from that side, of course, you never leave, so you know, you're working somewhere where you can just say, right, well, I'm going to be away for a week or two, and I'm going to forget about my work. So I do have Sunita's permission now, so I can go away and I can just be on my phone for half an hour, 40 minutes, either in the morning or evening, check my emails, go through my messages, and then that's it. So I'm slowly learning to Uh, that discipline, but it's it's really good. You know, at least I remember the first 15 years of my married life. We only had two family holidays in 15 years.
0: And is it more the beachy holidays you enjoy or is it more sort of the cultural holidays with some city life?
1: I love water. I love water, so I love to just go and sleep. I love the heat. So what's next in the cards? We've got a six grandchild on the way, so we're not going to do anything except, I'm so excited because I was never there with my kids. Uh, when the kids were growing up. So I'm now saying I want to take time out and be with my grandchild. How realistic is that? Well, actually, when I found out the actual date was middle of this week, I said to Faye, my PA, I said, don't make too many appointments this week. No dinner's nothing this week, next week. I just want to be, uh, don't want to go out, don't want to, just want to be at home. So that's the plan.
0: Good on you. Okay. So I want to move on then. You've done a little bit of the location. You know how this works. And we're moving on to cuisine. And your taste in cuisine has been influenced by your travel. So there's a nice connection and a nice link there already. So what is it?
1: Well, I just love food. I love Chinese. I love Thai food. I, I just love spicy food. So, and also I love Iranian. So, you know, when we go to Dubai, we've got our favorite Iranian restaurant, Chinese restaurant. And that's something I really do enjoy. Of course, I, you know, I'm used to eating Indian food a lot of the time. But I have to have something spicy. You know, if it's just too bland, then it's too boring for me. So I remember sometimes oh, I'll go to restaurants and you go into some really nice, fine restaurants, whether it be French cuisine or English cuisine, anything, oh, you know, to friend the chef. So I have to have the Hindustani thing.
0: It's in the DNA. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So and I'd love food. And at home when you were growing up, did your mum cook? I know she held down three jobs, you know very hard-working household. Yeah,
1: mum cooked. Mum used to, you know, obviously do her first job and then she'd come home and cook for the family and then be out again in the evening cleaning and whatever. Uh, so mum always used to cook for us. My dad, I don't think, ever cooked in his lifetime. But What I did do was I learned from my mum. So I remember one year when I was only about 15 that mum and dad went back to India. We were living in Southall and I missed them so much. So much. So the... The morning they flew back from India, they came in and I had everything ready for them. I had four or five dishes, I made the roti, I made everything, dal, keema, chicken, everything. The okra, so I made all that for them and they just came in and they just ate and went to bed, didn't even say, oh, it was a lovely dish, because I was so tired. And I, I also remember doing that once with Richard, who's a very dear friend, he's like family, and I remember... One, we would go and stay with Cliff every year in his vineyard in Portugal. And one year we were in his vineyard and he said, I'm missing the curry so much. So I remember saying to Sunita, I haven't cooked for you for so many years and the kids. So I said, let me go out and do the shopping and I'll let you cook. So I cooked that day five or six dishes. You know, Cliff loves okra, he loves chicken, he loves dal, everything, rice, chapatis, everything. So I cooked and and I went off my chicken peri (laughs) peri because Portugal I love chicken peri peri because it's really spicy
0: and restaurants there in Portugal isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, in a place called Gia Romero's where actually it originated from chicken peri peri just outside Fura.
0: And what are your favourite dishes? I know you mentioned sort of you know the Chinese and the Thai and the spicy and but what in particular are your favourites? Would you say?
1: Gosh, um, a little kid at heart. When I go for my Chinese, of course, I I love the satay chicken. I love the duck, but I don't eat too much red meat. And then have to have uh, some vegetables. But yeah, just spicy chicken curries. Uh, When I go to Thai, I love the chicken green curry. But yeah, just uh, any food, as you can see, I just love food.
0: You look in tip-top shape, like I've said. I know you work hard with the sport as well. So tell me at home, is it Sunita who cooks quite a bit? or Because you're both, you've both both got careers. I mean, she's yeah, worked she's, hard as well. She's She's got her nurseries.
1: She helps me with my interior design for the hotels. So she's always busy. She's always on the go. And we've been blessed that we have Babu, uh, who's Nepalese. He's been with us for a long, long time. And he does the cooking. So... For the first time I can remember in many, many years, I go home in the kitchen just to say hi to Sunita and Raj, my daughter-in-law, and Sanjay, my son. And I see on the on the table, uh, on on the work talk, these pizzas, all the ingredients, the base of the pizza. So I said, what's going on, honey? No, dinner ready. And Sunita said, no, no, we're, we're all going to make our own pizza tonight. So you have to get your own base, and Raj is going to make her own, and Sanjay's going to make your own. Wow. I thought, this is different. I've never done this before. And so that's the first time that I actually did not change. I was in my suit and I was making my own pizza with all the toppings and plenty of chilies. So it, it was just like, it was fun. And it felt like the times. Also, you know, we are a very normal family. And you know, sometimes you're out and you're sort of eating in fine, decent restaurants all the time. I love food. And for me, it's much better just to have food, but it's very simple, like street food. So, you know, it's nice to get good food rather than sometimes when you're going to restaurants that are a little bit OTT, but the food doesn't really go with the ambience or it doesn't really go with the the size of the credit card of the bill.
0: Where has been the most memorable meal? Well, the most Shit. memorable meal
1: was really... <laughs> I took Sunita to London, went to Hatton Garden, bought a ring. And I then remember taking the tube to Marble Arch. I, don't, I wouldn't expect you to know, but there's a, a big McDonald's on the corner of Marble Arch. And we went in there, we got our chicken burgers, and whatever, and carrying our little Macadee, We went into Hyde Park and we sat a nice sunny day, summer afternoon. And we sat in Hyde Park and we had our lunch. That day we had got engaged. So that's That's something that we'll always treasure. That was nearly 38 years ago, 37 and a half years ago.
0: Wow. I'm going to move on to our third section, which is music. And you said you like music inspired by different occasions. So what do you mean by that, first of all?
1: Well, I I just, I, I like easygoing music. I love Indian Bollywood music. I love English music. But, you know, I guess at my age, you know, I just love easygoing music. So I, some I I, I love the likes of Stevie Wonder, Whitney Houston. We're also huge fans of Lionel Richie. So that's kind of our music. And then on the Bollywood side, I love Rahat Fadeli Khan. Mm -hmm. And that's your happy song? Gosh. My favourite is Shriya Ghoshal. And I don't know, have you heard no, of her? No. a big star now. And uh, she's always, I try to desperately get her for Sanjay's wedding when we had the wedding in mm-hmm. Dubai. And they said, she doesn't do private gigs. And I remember speaking to a manager back in Bollywood and said, name a price we wanted to come over and sing for my son. Sorry, Miss Aurora, she doesn't do private gigs. So I remember what I did for my dear Sunita, my wife, back when it was Sunita's 40th birthday. I, I knew that she loved Lionel Richie. I remember getting through to his office and saying, what will he charge to perform for one hour? The price came back as something like £450,000. And I thought, I don't think I can afford that. I'm not (laughs) going to either. So we had Sunita's party at Madame and we arrived, and it was a completely surprise party for Sunita, so she didn't know. We walk into the room where all the statues, everything, all the waxworks are, and in the distance on the piano and the... You know, the, vol- the voice is amazing. As soon as she got near the piano and Lionel turned around, it was a look lookalike. I'd paid 3000 oh! for So money- <laughs> She'd
0: forgiven you then. <laughs> she has. She's a
1: wonderful <laughs> wife. So she has. So then last year for my birthday, I'd said I didn't want to party. Mm. We all went off to Florida, but they insisted they did a party. And they did a surprise party for me. So halfway yeah, through the evening, awesome. uh, Sunita had disappeared and she came back into the room and she's walking arm in arm with Shriya Ghoshu. Now I am 99.9% convinced it's a look because I knew Sunita was doing it with me.
0: Yeah, payback time.
1: So as soon as she came along and it turned out that it was the real Shreya Ghoshu. Did now, she convince us? Uh, Sunita and Sanjay Masan managed to get her. That was the first time she actually said, that's the first time she's performed for anyone privately. You know, it was just, yeah. she's incredible. But so when I go, I mean, I, I'm quite lazy going to the gym. So whenever I go to the gym, I'm always listening to my favorite Bollywood songs. My, one of my favorite is from Rahal Dhirubin. And it is just, especially the olden songs. I mean, his aren't all olden songs. but you listen to these songs, they mean so much, the words. And when I used to live in India, I because I lived in India mm-hmm. until I was 13. And certainly, I guess from the time I was seven, eight, nine years old, I used to go and watch every new... Bollywood release movie, Mm. which I don't do
0: Mm.
1: as much as I'd like to. I love
0: watching Bollywood films as a teenager. Oh, wow. Okay. So I want to just finish this music section because there is a a great story about your friendship with Sir Cliff Richard. Obviously you enjoy his music and just tell us how that came about because you do like his music.
1: I love his music. Um, So it takes me back to 99 when I was about to open my first hotel. And I just wanted someone famous to open my first hotel because I wanted a plaque in the memory of my late mum. And the CEO of British Airways introduced me to Cliff. Cliff would be great because even my mum knew of Cliff and he was born in Lucknow in India. So Cliff obviously came and he opened the hotel. And since then, he's opened all my hotels except one. And he always says, whenever he gives a speech, and he says, I'm like Surinder's best friend, like his brother. I've opened all these hotels except one when I was busy and Surinder had to get a stand-in and that was Prince Philip.
0: Well, wow. I, I rest my case. I'm not going to say anything or make any comment. So
1: I think uh, no, he's my lucky mascot, but he's someone who's so genuine, such a wonderful human being. He cares about others than himself.
0: And what would your favourite song be?
1: Of course, congratulations, Summer Holiday. There are so many... Uh, devil woman we don't speak anymore no. and I'll always tease my team so if one of my senior members at work Carlton Carlton Brown yes. and sometimes I'll tease him you know if, if we miss each other we don't talk and then I'll say Carlton I'm going to send you Cliff's record but we don't talk anymore <laughs> and I'll do the same with Sunita and it's just a bit of love but he's a wonderful wonderful human being
0: great okay our fourth section then is around art what comes to mind for you well
1: do you know we've sweet and i've been discussing very recently and last couple of years or whatever what do we want to do in life i think she's got more interest than i have and i'm also very keen to actually start looking because we know nothing about art we want to learn and then again other things you know when, when whether you talk about art whether you, you know whether it's the buildings or it's other things i mean that's something that's always been there i've, I've been quite interested in
0: it's very broad, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, I know that you also talk when we mention art about working with interior designers for your hotels, the colours, the styles, the textures.
1: Yeah, so I'm absolutely hopeless at these things. So we're sitting here in the Sofitel at Terminal 5 and we have the interior designers.
0: So describe the interior for people who might not have so, seen it. So I mean,
1: this is obviously the, the Sofitel at Terminal 5 threw Heathrow, we're now in our 12th year. So if you look around, people don't believe that this is nearly a 12-year-old building, and yet we've done nothing to it. Yeah, it looks sure. fresh, it looks new. So we've always made sure that we build quality. It's just very crisp and clean
0: mm. lines. It's a contemporary feel, isn't it? On it one is. side, there are like wooden panels, and yet on the other, we've got chrome. And,
1: thing. and. If you look at the cladding outside the building, the actual natural stone, which is mm. granite, that's been there for more than 12 years. It's a very
0: light colour. And
1: it? it's never been cleaned, it's never been washed, and yet if you look at the quality of it, mm. it looks new.
0: It's almost the colour of sandstone, isn't it? Exactly.
1: And that's what we take pride in, Arte, that uh, with building quality, buildings that will be there for generations.
0: Lovely. Talking about a contemporary look, really, but something that has longevity in terms of the style that you look for in your hotels. And is that reflected in Absolutely. your home as well? Is that the sort of look and style you have? What adorns your walls and your mantelpieces? Do
1: you know, I, I leave that to the boss. I leave it to Sunita because when we were going for the design for this sofitel 13, 14 years ago, I used to go in and sit with my interior designers. And I couldn't work, I couldn't agree or disagree the type of stone we want to choose, the colours of the furniture or the carpet or walls.
0: Bold, vibrant colours? So I, I remember
1: once taking Sunita and we were going into London. I said, oh honey, I've got to meet you with the interior designers, you better come with me. And where they'd been asking me for weeks and months on what kind of granite, what kind of colours, uh, what kind of fabrics. So Sunita just went there, I'll have this one and not this one and that one. So I then said to her after that, I said you can take care of that side now because I'm hopeless. So I'm very happy to build buildings but when it comes to interiors, you just need to, to work with the interior designers and they can come up with this scheme.
0: I want to come on now to our last section, which is all around literature. And I know you've said that you don't get a lot of time to read, maybe on holiday, uh, but you enjoy reading biographies. So have you read anything recently that comes to mind?
1: So, well, the, the first book I ever read on holiday was hotels in India and I was in the process of building my first ever hotel. I was really stressed and I remember going to, in those days, didn't really have internet as we do access these days. So I'm talking about 1997, 98. And I remember going to the local travel agents in Uxbridge and I said, "Um, I want to go away this weekend." So I booked my ticket and I later on get, managed to get a hotel. And I took this, someone, a friend gave me the book from O'Broy, Mr. O'Broy himself, and I enjoyed reading that so much, that it was kind of so much if it related to my story. Although I hadn't built my first hotel, I was nearly there to deliver it, but I hadn't fully completed and built it. So that was kind of really enjoyable. And then, of course, I, I have, I have to say, the other books I've really enjoyed are uh, the biographies of Richard Branson. I've read every one of his biographies, uh, which have been really interested. And then I remember another person that I really admire and respect hugely is Ellen Layton, and that was actually on leadership. And I think, you know, because I never had any qualifications myself, but I look upon other people that I really admire, but I also learned a lot in my football refereeing days. I don't have any... Qualification, but I do. I know how to referee a game of football. I have the power in my pockets, in my shorts, the red and yellow cards. But if I really want those 22 players to respect me, I have to respect them first. And that's the principle I've applied in my work that I have to respect people. You don't own anyone and you can't command and demand people. It's much better to put your arm around people and get the best out of them.
0: So it's interesting that the biographies that you've mentioned have been about entrepreneurs as you are yourself, of course, and, and you know, you're also talking about some of the lessons that you've learned through the readings on the fact that actually qualification isn't as important as character. Am I right? Is the interpretation correct?
1: I think yes and no. I never obviously had the opportunity of higher education or any education, but one thing I always made sure that my kids, at least if they're capable, then they should go to university regardless of whether they get the first or second or third, anything, as long as they come home and tell me they've done their best. So I think that's something I've always said, because money can come and go out here today, to gone tomorrow. And I always tell young people that if you have an opportunity, you must go for education and qualifications first, because it doesn't matter what happens to the world, what happens to the stock market, what happens to businesses, what happens to money, once you've got your qualifications doesn't matter what part of the world you're in, no one can take it away from you. The only thing I, I slightly disagree or the way that over the last decade, 10, 15 years, we here in the UK, were trying to push every kid down the university route. And not everyone is capable, people like me, not capable. Not everyone wants to go to university. And that's where, and, and they were coming up with silly degrees. Now those silly degrees, are they really used to anyone? No, so I think that's where the the good thing comes in: that apprenticeships and actually learning on the job. That is as good. You can also learn and earn your qualifications through apprenticeships. And if you're willing to learn and if you're willing to work hard, then there is nothing stopping. I was talking to one of our young staff at the O2 last week. And said, I said, "Where do you see yourself in the next five or ten years?" And I said, "I want to be a hotel manager." And this is where. This is such a wonderful opportunity, wonderful industry.
0: I want to bring it back to the biographies because we spoke about the entrepreneurs. Um, but I also know that you enjoy sports. You like tennis. You play golf, football, of course, football referee, as you mentioned. Have you read any sports biographies?
1: Hands up, not many. Okay. Now in my retirement, my time, I work, So I still enjoy playing these sports. I, you know, I was never. I've never been good at any sport. I love all sport. I play tennis, I used to play squash. I used to play uh, football, but then I took up refereeing because I was such a rubbish player.
0: I don't believe any um, of them.
1: And I, I now play a bit of golf. Yes, I have read about people like Gary Blair, who are such a huge encouragement to every youngster. I mean, here you have someone in his 80s who still does three or 4,000 sit-ups a week. Super fit. And, you know, like he'd always say, the... Uh, Harder I practice, the better I get. You know, it's people like that are really for all of us to look upon and worship and say, I can learn from
0: that. I I love biographies too. I've just finished Michelle Obama's, which was great.
1: Here's another incredible lady. I think if she stood for the president, she will be the first female black president. And I just think personally, I think she's so amazing because she just. What a lady.
0: She's very inspiring, yeah. isn't she? And the, book is, the yeah. book is a great read. It's easy. It's really insightful. It's got some great messages. Everything that you actually seem to enjoy yeah. from the biographies. I'm so, going to take that on my holiday next. It's a good one. <laughs> it's a very good one. So tell me, um, you have the most extraordinary and inspiring story. And will we be seeing a biography or even an autobiography anytime soon? About you, of course. Well, I hope
1: I used to say never, but then again, I do want to share my experiences, my life experiences with young people. So I'll actually go and work in the local university, or go and talk to young people at the schools and university. Because I always talk about arty life being valleys and hills. Valleys and I call it valleys Mm -hmm. and hills. A lot of people will think they're winners when they're on top of the hill. To me, the real winners in life are down in the valleys, pushing themselves up, and. I think once you push yourself up once you 'll always be a winner. I just remember that, and once you do it once you 'll always do it and, you know and i 've always said you never give up in life you know it 's nothing magical. I think every entrepreneur would say to you because if i 'd given up you know when I had all the knockbacks from my first day, you know early days, you can 't build a hotel, what do you know about hotels, what do you know about construction, all those things i wouldn 't be sitting here, so I think that's something that 's something actually makes you more stronger. And when you go through those valleys and hills, it actually makes you a better person. So that's why I think I I will right. I'm just going to, one, find a bit of time, and two, find the right person. See
0: where we go. Peaks and valleys. Yeah. You heard it here first. Zorinda Rara, thank you so much. It has been a real pleasure. Lots of insight. I really appreciate your time on Five Star Insights. Lovely to
1: see you. Thank you so much, Artie. You, you are welcome.
0: Five Star Insights with Arti Halai.